This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason, and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich. Hello. We have some big news. We are now part of the Step Back, which is the new NBA vertical at Fansided. So we're excited to be part of that launch. We want to thank Harvard Paroxysm and all the editors for giving us a venue to talk about basketball history. HP will remain a strong, independent voice with Matt Moore retaining ownership. The rest of the network, including us and many of the great writers and podcasters, will be rolled up into the step back at fansider.com. It will give us a new home for diverse basketball coverage and more resources to try new things. So if you like the HP network, you will love the step back. And if you like what you hear from us, you can find us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Over and Back NBA. While you're there, you might as well leave us a five-star rating. If you have an extra second, you could even leave us a review. Hit balls and do it right now. We'll be here when you get back. <laughs> that was quick. Thank you, yes. everybody. Uh, so if um, so, if you're new, if you're listening to us at the uh, Step Back, you haven't heard what we do before, welcome. Hope you enjoy the show. We are uh, a NBA podcast that uh, tells stories about basketball history, gets into a bunch of uh, different and fun stuff, and we're excited to uh, start a new adventure on Step Back. And if you've been listening to us over the summer, you know that we've been doing an off-season series on the basketball mysteries of the 1970s. And we still have some mysteries we want to uncover, but we're hitting pause on the series for the moment. But we'll have more episodes coming with that soon. We'll kind of run them concurrently with some of our regular episodes. So Yeah, and, and you'll know, too, because like obviously in the title you'll be able to tell. And we're going to keep some of the branding that we've had for those episodes. So you'll still hear the intro music will be a little bit different. Then you'll know, okay, this is a basketball mystery of the 1970 versus a normal episode that we have. Because we just have so much more to do, and we don't want to just say, all right, well, screw it, whatever. I mean, we have stuff that we've already recorded, stuff that we really wanted to talk about. So, yeah, we'll just kind of have them spurs throughout the season when there's kind of a, something we don't really have. You know, if we don't have an episode ready to go or something like that, we'll try to sprinkle it in because it's, it's gotten a praise. So anybody who's listened to it has enjoyed it. So it's something that we don't want to let let go right away.
right away because you know it's 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 been fun for both uh, you and I to do, and it's something that even uh, if people that listen to our first few episodes, one of the big things we said is you know nobody really it seems like not many people cover the seventies NBA. So I thought it was great this summer that we were able to do that and, and dig in and, and talk you know some ABA, talk some NBA, talk you know just all this different stuff going on in the seventies, and it's a really undercovered era because it's not a star driven you know decade. The eighties would come and just completely you know buzzsaw through it, and the nineties of course did it as well. So it's it's an era that we don't want to really distance ourselves from completely right now so yeah you'll see it kind of pop up from here and there yeah so we'll 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 have it kind of mixed in with uh some other shows you know covering the 80s and 90s and 2000s and you know whatever whatever topic floats our interest we will be uh getting into it but um so we're gonna tackle a somewhat contemporary topic but uh definitely delve into the past as well we're looking at what we think it would take for Kevin Durant to be con- included in the conversation for greatest of all time. Now, some of you will be like, what? That's crazy. That's a ridiculous idea. But <laughs> I already hate these guys. <laughs> the new people have already quit. They're done. They're gone. <laughs> They've left. But, you know, if you look at where, you know, he ranks in some of the all time categories right now, you know, on the surface there, it, it, you know, there's an interesting case to be made that he's working his way in that conversation. No, absolutely. Um, it, it seems a little odd, you know, initially, because yeah, you said, like, people are going to have this initial idea about it, initially, like, oh, no, there's no way. There's no way Kevin Durant, no, no. I mean, he's not even the best of his own era. But when you really look at it, I mean, some of the stuff, the, the, the ranks, you know, points per game, he's third all-time right now at 27.4. Uh, that's one that it, it kind of sucks that he's going to the Warriors, because you know what I mean? Like, that's one that he could, if he stayed with, you know, whether it be Oklahoma City or went to his own team where he would be the primary star, the guy that, you know, always has the ball in his hands. That's a number that I could absolutely see him just continuing to, to kind of excel in and maybe even get better in as he kind of ages it remains to be seen what he's going to do in golden state but that's one that that you know he's not going to be the all-time point per game leader i i feel safe in saying that now but at 27.4 you know three the third all-time i think he can stay in that top 10 all-time i mean even if he falls a little bit he still has a chance to be in there and that that's you know that's greatness i mean you look at the guys that are in there we'll talk about him a little bit later i mean those are some top top tier guys uh, all nba first team uh, five times now. That's top twenty-five. Uh, all NBA second team one time as well. Uh, MVP award shares. He's thirteenth all time. And again, this guy's twenty-eight, by the way. So like, keep that in mind when we talk about some of this. PR. He's eighth all time. Uh, win shares per forty-eight. He's tenth all time. And win shares. He's sixty-seventh. Of course, win shares as you kind of progress, it's it's a stat where you continue to add on to. So I imagine that sixty-seventh will he'll be top ten. I think. All things considering, if he stays on a somewhat similar track to what he's been at, we're looking at top 10 all, uh, all time in there. Winters for 48, as I mentioned, top 10 right there. Um, it, it's it's just insane. I mean, that, that resume right there alone is, you know, in a vacuum, if I just gave you that resume, if I just said, here's this person, let me know who it is. I, I, I don't know if everybody would pick Durant. I don't know if many people would pick Durant, to be honest. Right. And, and that's, you know, and we're going to we'll get into it a little bit. But obviously, you know, the one big obstacle right away is he's behind LeBron James in most of mm-hmm. these categories or most of like, you know, kind of the thinking of, okay, who's the greatest player of this generation? Obviously, um, Durant and LeBron are, are close in age. Although there's enough of a separation where they're sort of a little slightly in you know, different age, age tracks, age curves, I guess, um, where LeBron, you know, who knows what he, he's incredible. He's superhuman. He may be great for a number of years where Durant is just getting right into the traditional prime of uh, someone's career. And really, you know, the next three to four seasons is has a chance to really step up and produce on an incredible level. Now, being with the Warriors, some of those 
things are going to be depressed. You know, the, the scoring totals may be less than they would have been in Oklahoma City or, or elsewhere. But as far as how efficient he's going to be and the likelihood that the Warriors are, you know, become one of the great teams of all time, that's obviously going to boost the case as well. Looking at where he stands among other all-time greats right at the, kind of the same point in his career at the same age, if you look at guys with 24 points per game, 0.180 wind chairs per 48, and 24 PER, there he's on a list of 11 guys. Jordan, Chamberlain, Shaq, David Robinson, LeBron, Kareem, Bob Pettit, Dwayne Wade, Oscar Robertson, and Larry Bird. And he, Not bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's some good company to keep right there. Yes. Um, now, he's a little bit on the low end in win shares in those categories. Um, see, he's 10th with 107.9. Will, to the same point, had 183. Jordan had 147. And LeBron had 133. So he, he he's, he's low on that. He does have the best true shooting percentage of any of those guys. You know, he's right near the top when it comes to points. And, you know, so he's, he's certainly strong and I mean that's a good list to be on even if you're a little bit at the the lower end but if you look at guys who at age 28 it's a similar list Bird is not on the list but Julius Irving George Mikan and Elgin Baylor are on the list and you know he is right there in terms of um you you know comparing Winters he's much closer to um you know like he's right right there with Shaq he's right there with Dr. J um you know, he 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 certainly, uh, you know, looking at it that way, um, uh, you know, he's a little bit ahead of the game because you know he's starting his career younger than most of the other players on this list. But also, the first couple of years of his career, statistically, he struggled a little bit, so that kind of drags down the career average. Right. That you know, yeah, I, I think that's an important thing because you do people do bring that up a lot, especially you know in, in a lot of cases with like a LeBron or whatever. When you bring up and well, oh well, he started when he was eighteen, of course. But it's like, well, yeah, but he wasn't, you know, the, the, you know, guys like a Magic Johnson or whatever who waltz in the league, they were ready to go from day one. And LeBron, you know, yeah, he was pretty much ready. To go and and Durant had his own but they weren't like all-time great levels in their rookie year they were very good in their rookie years uh even Durant took a few years to get going but it wasn't until we saw maybe three or four years down the line we see the same thing with Kevin Garnett we talked about him over the summer uh as well Garnett's a guy who uh, again yes he started when he was 18 or whatever and started out of high school but the first few years it took him a little bit to get going and then once he got going then it was you know full steam ahead but yeah that's it's both an advantage and a disadvantage for those guys uh that either come through high school or come you know after one year of college or whatever yeah because you can obviously boost the career totals, but some, you know, it's going to depress some of your averages. And and he had some kind of a weird situation when he started Oklahoma City. He was he was playing you know, with PJ Carlissimo, and as the coach, he was playing shooting guard for a while. And the the plus minus stuff, especially, he kind of struggled with for the first you know, two or three seasons of his career before. Um, uh, you know, uh, before they added some more talent around him and he obviously developed and, uh, you know, became really an elite player around his third season or so. Um, so if you look at guys who in their full career had at least a 24 PER, 24 points per game and a point one eight win shares for 48, you have a list of six, including Durant. The others are Kareem, Wilt, Jordan, LeBron and Bob Pettit. So. That's obviously some great company to be keeping now, you know, as as he, you know, gets older, 
he obviously some of that will go down a little bit some of those averages will go down you know whether it's the points or some of the advanced stats are likely to go down just because that happens toward the end of your career but still you know he's in a very you know amazing um he's in very amazing company here and, it, and it's unlikely to dip that far down yeah no i mean he, he's you know at, at the most like realistic possibility is maybe you know he, he jumps down a little bit on the you know especially in this list he's sixth on that list that you just said the 24 pr the 24 points per game and the point one uh 80 uh, winchers per 48 i mean realistically yeah maybe he drops a little bit off that but i mean we're still looking at a guy who who with you know even the most conservative projections you know we're looking at a guy who you can make a case for you know top 15 top 10 all-time sort of guy i mean like that we're honestly on that path right now barring some catastrophe where this is it and and like even then like because that's the thing that i saw brought up uh by some people and in doing a little bit of research for this is is people had this idea and and this kind of comes up a lot especially with you know lebron it was it was often came up is you know if just next year kevin Durant goes you know what I, i'm done i quit like that i don't know that that necessarily takes away from him i think if anything it's just like all right well here's his resume like it's just as good even if he didn't you know get these other things or or didn't go on for you know 10 more years or whatever i think that's still a really solid resume because we forget this man came into the league in 2008 you know, he's, he's 28 years old, but he's had a lot of years in this league already. Yeah. Like, that, that's not a bad career for a guy. It's not like he, you know, we're lucky that we're going to see him continue to build on that. But it's like it's not like he hasn't had a fulfilling or full career at this point because he absolutely has. Sure. He's going to cross very likely to cross 20,000 minutes this year. Um, you know, he's had uh, nine seasons. I mean, that that would be a uh, if he played in the 50s, that'd be basically an NBA career. So, um, right. right yeah. uh, you, you know, obviously we expect him to play for, you know, hopefully for many more years. But but yes, he is certainly. Certainly, um, he has already accomplished quite a bit. I mean, he's he's, he's not new by any stretch of imagination. He's yeah, automatic Hall of Famer, top fifty player all time. Even if he retired tomorrow, absolutely. But you know, yeah. it, now it would definitely take some accomplishments, particularly over the next five years, to get him in this potential greatest of all time conversation. You know, he's behind he's behind LeBron in terms of full time accolades as we as we've talked about. You know, LeBron has four MVPs. LeBron has three championships. Um, LeBron has much is much stronger in the plus minus stats. Uh, if you look at box score plus minus or value over placement player, those are definitely the stats where Durant falls behind LeBron. And and also sure. in the you know the the head to head matchups, LeBron has gotten the better of those as well, particularly the 2012 Finals. So of course it'll be interesting to see if the Cavs and the Warriors each go to the Finals again this year, as a lot of people are I- I- expecting to be the. Um, favorites then you know that's an opportunity for um that's an opportunity for durant to definitely uh you take a bite out of lebron there and um if you look at the guys with uh with more than four box score plus minus and more than 40 value over placement players so both you know the um you know the excellent per minute and also some some length to their careers and this is post 1974 because the because that, that those stats weren't tracked before 74 um Durant is 20th on that list, and his box score plus minus is 4.8 to LeBron's 9.2, which is number one all time. Jordan is number two at 8.1. So, uh, so, so definitely a lot of work to do there. And I'm not sure how much, you know, playing with an all time great team like Golden State certainly on paper should be. Whether that actually happens or not is, of course, still up in the air. But certainly an expectation of being a team that has a chance to become a dynasty, whether that will be able to boost those things significantly or not. And how much that even matters is another question. So, you know, one thing I, I, we talked a little bit about this um, before, but I I think it's interesting because I think Durant's move 
to Golden State. On one hand, it's it's the easier path because his teammates are he's got an incredibly combination of uh, of teammates that he's going to have. You know, four guys together who were all on the All NBA team last year, which I, which I believe is un uh, or nearly unprecedented, at least in in recent history, and. Um, so it's going to create a bigger set of expectations for him. I mean, anything less than multiple championships over the next four or five years is is going to be seen as a as a pretty big disappointment. Which, you know, when you have all these players and you're coming from the seventy three wins last year and the way that they lost the three one lead and and all that, um, I think there is going to be a lot of pressure here, even if the individual burden is shared more, you know, with, with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, than it would be, would have been in Oklahoma where they're obviously, you know, the two headed monster there. Yeah. We, we always, I think we, we forget that sometimes where people say all oh, the easy path. Oh, we took the easy path. Right. Always with other guys. It's like, go to, go talk to LeBron James about it. Like 2001 season where, you know, the heat didn't win the championship and what the kind of the narrative was around that. I mean, yes, taking the easy path, you know, or the quote unquote easy path is, you know, on paper easier and it's going to, but I mean, yeah, the pressure is going to be on. And, and there's another thing too, you know, uh, of teams going for you as well. When you come to town, there's going to be a different sort of vibe about, okay, this is that powerhouse team. We're going to be super focused here we're going to try to beat i mean everybody loves that i mean we remember that in the 2001 heat was the most recent example of that where no matter who they were facing whether it be you know a, a lowly team like you know the wolves or who it didn't matter who they were facing everybody got up for that game the crowds were, were nuts everybody i mean it's a whole different atmosphere being in there and yeah you know with the thunder he was able to kind of be you know the little engine that could that entire team was like okay this is you know th- that's a team that's trying to knock off a powerhouse that that thunder team now he goes to the powerhouse you know that that yeah it's easier you know on paper but it, it, it's in no way easier mentally or physically, really, uh, to do that. And yeah, it, there's going to be that expectations that it's not just one championship. It's not going to be, you, you know, making the playoffs every single year. It's not going to be winning 60 games. It's not going to be flirting with 70 wins. It's going to be multiple championships before people really go, oh, okay, well, th- that's fine. You, you know, and that that's that's huge expectations. That's not fun to be in. I, I'm sure, you know, we, I, I, we really underrate how much pressure it does take for an athlete to go under uh, to do that. Yeah, and I, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Um, you know whether Durant is going to be you know in a year or two seen as clearly the best player on this Warriors team and if they're you know threatening to win 70 games each year and and continuing to be awesome whether he'll be in that MVP consideration again which is going to be another big factor into whether he is you know going to be in that greatest of all time conversation because it, it's going to take some MVP finishes for him for sure for people to sort of for him to supplant LeBron in people's minds and LeBron of course will have to start um, aging somewhat and the Cavs will have to you know they're they're probably going to be still being contention for getting to the finals just because you know they're they're so much better than the rest of the East. But, you know, it's going to take a lot for this to happen. I don't necessarily consider it likely, but I do think that obviously the Warriors are certainly in a great position to really be, uh, to become the next dynasty. And, you know, kind of comparing them to the other teams that are sort of seen on that level in the last... 35 years or so is pretty interesting. Yeah, so there were a few teams that we kind of picked out here that we looked at, you know, year three of their dynasty or whatever, and how the, this Warriors team kind of compares to them. Uh, first one we looked at was uh, the Los Angeles Lakers 1982. Uh, that unit, uh, and, and for the purpose of this study, I'm looking at their top four players. Uh, it's obviously because the Warriors now have a quote-unquote big four. So I'm looking at the top four players and their win shares in years, uh, how old they were in the, la- in the year three of this dynasty, just to get an idea of kind of the average win shares, the average age, just, just to see how the Warriors compare. Uh, 
82 Lakers again, Magic Johnson, 12.9 win shares, 22 years old. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 10.7 win shares. He was 34 years old. Michael Cooper, 5.0 win shares. He was 25 years old. And then Jamal Wilkes, 7.7 win shares, and he was 28 years old. So that's an average of nine win shares uh, and 27 years old for that uh, 82 Lakers. Uh, 93 Bulls, Michael Jordan, uh, 17.2 win shares, 29 years old. Uh, Horace Grant, 9.1 win shares, 27 years old. Uh, Scottie Pippen, 8.6 win shares. He was 27 years old as well. And then BJ Armstrong, 7.5 win shares, 25 years old. I always forgot that BJ was like that good. Like people kind of underrate how good BJ Armstrong yeah. was. Uh, pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so that average is uh, 10.6 win shares, uh, 27 years old. So we see that same 27 years old, but of course, uh, a little bit better in the win shares, helped out by Matt, uh, Michael Jordan having 17.2 is uh, certainly a, a large help. Uh, and the 2002 Lakers, uh, Lakers are back again. Shaq, 13.2 win shares. He was 29 years old. Uh, Kobe Bryant, 12.7 win shares. He's 23 years old at this point. Robert Ory, 6.9 win shares. He's 31. Uh, and then Derek Fisher, 5.5 win shares. He's 27 years old. So it's 9.6 win shares average, uh, 27.5 years old. So a little bit older and a little bit less, about one less uh, than the Bulls, but a little bit more than the uh, 82 Lakers. We see the 22, uh, you know, 2002 Lakers stack up. And now the, t- uh, the 2017 Warriors. So I, I use last year's uh, win shares statistics. I mean, obviously, this is something we'll probably have to revisit at the end of the year. Maybe that's not fair. Maybe I should use a projection model, but I couldn't find any good projection. So whatever. I'm using la- last year's kind of win shares just to get an idea of how they're set up you know kind of extrapolating what they did last year on this year the, the the ages though are updated as of this year so what they would be at the beginning of this year uh so last year uh stuff curry 17.9 win shares and he, he will be 28 years old this year uh draymond green he had 11.1 win shares and he'll be 26 this year uh clay thompson eight win shares he'll be 26 as well and then kevin durant 14.5 win shares and he will be 28 years old What's interesting about this, though, age is the same. 27 years old. That's what we've seen with a lot of these other ones. The 93 Bulls, the 82 Lakers, and, you, you know, the 2002 Lakers are a little bit older at 27.5. But still, this Warriors team, 27 years old. They're not really, you know, every one of those teams had a super young dude that was kind of doing some stuff for them. This team, you, you know, they're not old. I wouldn't call them old on any level. But still, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just interesting to see there. Uh, but their average win share is 12.9. You, you know, I with the idea that what they did last year, they'll kind of carry it over this year, be relatively the same. 12.9 win share so that puts them way ahead of those other uh, dynasties, but at around the same age as those. So I don't know when you when you kind of look at that. And I guess we'll have to look at the end of the year again to kind of get an idea uh, of if this changes at all. But I, I do see, you know, some of those wind shares going down for each of those. So I don't know that they're necessarily like on this completely different plane than these other dynasties that we've seen, which is I, I thought kind of interesting. I thought they'd be just so far and ahead of these other guys in terms of age and, and all that sort of stuff. But they're really not. So it's it, it's interesting to see. And, and we do know how, you know, a few of those, you know, dynasties ended up. But yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're better but I don't know if they're like that astronomically better than the other dynasties that we've seen, you know, throughout the last, you know, few decades. Yeah, that is interesting because yeah, I mean the the Warriors are certainly young, you know, they're you know, 26 other guys are either 20 or 26, but yeah, you, you you average that out, and none of them are super young. I mean, they're all kind of what they're going to be, uh, you know, for the most part. I mean, they may some improvement playing together, and um, you know, Clay may may grow a little bit, and Draymond, I guess, could grow a little bit. But they're you know, yeah, they're they're about at their they're all about their peak level. So it'll just kind of depend on how they fit together, how they age. Of course, staying healthy, you know, one of the most important things. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I guess this shows that. Um, I mean, the Lakers obviously kept things together. You know, they, they dominated the rest of the 80s. They didn't win every championship, obviously, but they won most of them. Uh, the Bulls, um, you know, they dominated the rest of the 90s. So that, that, that went pretty well. Of course, Jordan was older, was 29 at that point. Um, and, uh, you, you know, Grant and Armstrong weren't even with the rest of the team. So, um, 
Uh, and of course, Jordan took his break, so, so that's a different situation. Um, and the, you know, the Lakers would have probably kept going if uh, Shaq and Kobe had, could have st- stuck together. Probably would have, you know, been at least a force for another three or four years or so. Um, so, I mean, I guess looking at those things, looking at the past, I mean, those teams, you know, they certainly didn't win every year, but they, you know, kept they kept it together. Um, obviously, subbing in and out some other players, um, you know, but. Um, I, I, I do think there's a good chance the Warriors could keep it together, but yeah, the, there isn't. I mean, they're they're certainly young enough, but they're not super young to the point where you can just expect a. I, mean, I, I think it's fair to expect them to be a championship contender for the next, you know, four or five years or so. But uh, you know, but uh, beyond that, it, it, it is less unprecedented than you might think. It's hard to extrapolate the next 10 years. You know, it's hard to say, OK, they're going to be a dynasty for the next you know, 10 years or the next decade or whatever. I mean, obviously, contracts happen, things happen, injuries happen, you know, personalities happen, all that sort of stuff, you know, goes on. But it'd be unrealistic to think that this team, you know, in a few years just kind of crumbles or even, you know, by next year, it's already kind of falling apart. Like in all of these comps we look at and we look, OK, these guys had prolonged runs. Um, and if not for those personalities and other things that we mentioned and injuries and all that, a lot of these teams would have gone on even longer than they did. So it, it's really interesting to see. But yeah, the, this Warriors team, I mean, I was kind of surprised that I thought they'd be, you know, you know, way head and shoulders above these other dynasties. And, they're, and they, you know, they're really not. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they stack up against those. Yeah, but I do think it's fair to say with them all being, you know, fairly similar ages with the, the, the skills they have that, you know, in, in theory, complement each other. Uh, with the probably the ability of Durant and Curry to age so well just because they're shooting. Um, I, I do think that they are set up as well as any team has been in the last 35 or 40 years to to really be a long-term dynasty. And, I, of course, lots has to happen. They, you know, they have to do a lot to accomplish that. And yet, as you mentioned, there's so many roadblocks that kind of come into that. But I do think that they are set up in a position where they have the best chance at it that anyone has in a long time. Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, especially when you take a guy that's a bona fide MVP candidate and put him on a team. You know what I mean? Like even even the you know we, we talk about the big three with, with you know Miami as, as the most recent comp, and that was a team that yeah Wade was still you know awesome, but he wasn't. I don't know. I, I wouldn't call him you know you know, a top five player in the league like Curry is or whatever. And uh, Chris Bosh was also very good. But, you know, they were, we're not talking about that. Like this is, you know, the, the 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 two top three players in the league, you know, coming together in, into one. And, that, and that's in the prime of their career. Uh, as they're both kind of entering their physical primes as well and their mental primes. So, uh, and, and then, like you said, the compliments too. You, you look at a Clay Thompson who's just perfect for that, you know, a spread the four type guy. Uh, and then a Draymond Green, a guy who's, you know, just a super great defender and all that sort of stuff. It, it is really, it, it's set up very nicely for them to go on a nice run. And it, it's going to be like it is often with these, is the kind of the complimentary pieces. You know, it, it's kind of funny, but it will be, you know, how, how awesome Zaza Pachulia is might, you know, determine how great Kevin Durant is considered all time if the team goes on a three you know title run or you know and that that's always the funny part about this is is we sort of hyper focus on the one guy and the superstar or whatever and a lot of times it is those secondary guys you know helping the team and, and being that extra little boost that you need to, to, to win an nba championship or whatever so it, it's super interesting but yeah i mean durant is on that path i mean he absolutely is and it's something we do we we do and we should monitor uh, over the next decade to see kind of where he goes. But it's always going to be tough with LeBron, you know, you know, being there and being that comp. It, it, it's much like the 90s with Michael where, you know, all those guys were just so good. And it's just they're just so overshadowed. They're just always in, in that shadow of Michael Jordan. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. You can find us at The Step Back at fansided.com, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please leave us a five-star rating and review if you're into what we're doing. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Over and Back NBA. Until next time, thanks. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.